On today's episode, Seth Jones, Sam Lafferty, and Team USA defeat Team Switzerland 3-0 to advance to the quarterfinals of the 2022 IIHF World Championship. Lucas Reichel, Philip Kurashev, and Eric Gustafson have now all been eliminated from the tournament. And then to wrap things up, I'll get into Jake McCabe's 2021-2022 season recap. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Thursday, May 26th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please go and show some support first by following the podcast which will only take a quick couple of seconds, literally just a quick click of the button, will help me out tremendously. Go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from my tremendous listeners out there. And best of all, it's all 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcasts, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode, folks, from here on out through the rest of the offseason heading into training camp is going to have a video version attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I'm really trying to keep boosting those numbers up. Be sure to go and smash the like button down below for me as well and comment on what you think, on what grade you think Jake McCabe deserves for his performance this season. Last, be sure to go and ring the bell, turn on those push notifications so that you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good afternoon, everyone. As always. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks and for making the show your first listen here to start off your day. Uh, To open things up on the show, folks, first, I know I didn't have an episode come out yesterday and I wanted to say uh, I apologize to all my consistent listeners out there for not dropping a show yesterday, but yesterday with all that's been going on recently, with all that had happened in Texas, um, it just didn't feel right putting together an episode. It didn't feel right when there's obviously such a much larger issue at hand right now. I'm not going to get into the politics of all of that because I know that's not why any of you came here and to listen to the show. That that's not the reason. I get that, um, but I just wanted to say that you know my heart goes out to all those uh, families and everyone who's been affected by. The events that took place a couple of days ago. Uh, I can't even express really how sad and disappointed and gut-wrenched I am to know that not even an elementary school is safe in this country. 
Um, it's a it's a sad and scary world out there right now, folks. It really is. Um, so I apologize for not getting a show out yesterday. Um, but I just it just didn't feel right. And I just wanted to say one more time that um my thoughts and my prayers go out to all those families that were affected by the shooting in Texas earlier this week. With that being said, I do still have a job to do and to open things up on the show today, folks. Let's begin with Team USA defeating Team Switzerland 3 to nothing earlier this afternoon and advancing on to the quarterfinals of the 2022 IIHF World Championship, where they will now be taking on Team Finland, the host of the tournament this year, of course. And also, uh, they were the top team in Group B during the preliminaries. So the United States, is uh, they're going to have their hands full when they take on Finland Saturday afternoon. But what a win here it was today from Team USA. Ben Myers scored two goals. The third tally came from former Blackhawks forward Adam Gaudet after a heck of an effort play to go and use his speed to create that opportunity. Um, but those were the goals for Team USA today. Uh, and then Jeremy Swayman. I mean, that's all they needed because Jeremy Swayman was rock solid. A 33-save shutout for the Bruins netminder. And that got the United States uh, along with Seth Jones and Sam Lafferty, that puts them into the quarterfinals of this tournament again, where they will be taking on Team Finland on Saturday. No points from either of the two Blackhawks players in this game. Uh, for Lafferty, he still only has two points on the tournament, one goal and one assist. That goal came in the opening game of the World Championships, and then he has just one assist in his last seven games. Uh, for Seth Jones, he only has four points so far as well, which, to be honest, is a little bit underwhelming. Um, I figured he'd be putting up some better offensive numbers with the, the ice time that he's going to get. But speaking of that ice time, in this game against Switzerland earlier today, Jones logged 29 minutes and 41 seconds. And overall, throughout the eight games, that the U.S. is suited up for in this tournament. Jones has been averaging just over 26 minutes per game. So clearly he's being leaned on heavily thus far at the World Championships, and you can bet that he's going to be playing right around 30 minutes once again when the United States meets up with Finland in the quarterfinals on Saturday. All right, there are some quick thoughts on Team USA reaching the semifinals of the World Championship. Coming up in just a minute, I'll get into Lucas Reichel, Philip Kurashev, and Eric Gustafson's tournaments officially coming to a close. But first, I need to talk to you all about rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business that's been serving auto parts customers and do-it-yourselfers online for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now to save both money and time while shopping for auto and body parts from hundreds of different manufacturers. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, or even as much as 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or at a car dealership. Chain stores and car dealerships have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're always reliably low. The rockauto.com catalog is also remarkably unique and super easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle from motor oil to tail lamps and even carpet. And you can also choose the brands, specifications, and the prices that you prefer. And best of all, those prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. 
So why spend up to twice as much money and time while shopping for the same parts when you can go to rockauto.com right now, rockauto.com right now to see all the parts available that you'll ever need for your car or truck for the best possible prices. And make sure to let them know that the Lockdown Podcast Network sent you. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. Getting into segment two now today, I also wanted to be sure to provide some other updates out of the 2022 IIHF World Championship with a few more Blackhawks players suiting up earlier today as well. Obviously, first with Team USA defeating Team Switzerland this afternoon, three to nothing. Philip Kurashev has now seen his world championships come to a close after Team Switzerland was roaring in the preliminaries that went undefeated through their first seven games, earned the top overall seed heading into the quarterfinals, uh, but they end up being a one and done after getting blanked by Jeremy Swayman of the Bruins this afternoon. But for Kurashev, who, by the way, don't forget, he's still going to need a new contract from the Blackhawks this summer, something I do expect to get done, probably a bridge deal of some sorts, but just something to be mindful of as the offseason progresses. Kurashev is one of the few restricted free agents that need a new contract from the Blackhawks. Uh, But all in all in this tournament, Kurashev finished with four points in eight games played, just one goal and three assists. And honestly, considering how well that Kurashev has played internationally for his country in the past, this was a little bit of a letdown for me. Not to say that he played poorly or anything, four points in eight games isn't bad, but After, you know, another year of NHL action under his belt, he's a year older, more mature, more physical and stronger. I was just hoping that he would be able to produce a little bit more than he did. Uh, But again, four points in eight games isn't terrible by any means. That's how Kurashev fared in these world championships. Other than Kurashev and Switzerland losing today, so did Lucas Reichel in Team Germany unfortunately falling four to one to the Czech Republic. And I was really sad to see uh, Z Jammins also be a one and done here in Z playoffs. Uh, after they had a really good preliminaries as well, they recorded the, fo- the fourth most points out of any country, uh, net, but now out of the world championships in the first round after losing four to one to the Czech Republic. Reichel only ended up playing in four of the eight games for Team Germany in this tournament because he, he was a late addition after Rockford got knocked out of the Calder Cup playoffs. But in those four games, Reichel scored two goals and added three assists for five points. So a pretty good showing overall for the newly turned 20-year-old Lucas Reichel. And I know it was short, but it's still, you know, another great opportunity and a great experience for him to learn from moving forward and also figure out kind of what parts of his game need some extra work still before uh, coming into Blackhawks training camp this fall. Last, Eric Gustafson and Team Sweden, my oh my folks, absolutely choked away a win against Team Canada earlier today. After being up three to nothing in the third period, Eric Gustafson did assist on one of those three goals, by the way. But Sweden's up three nothing in the third period. Canada roars all the way back. They pot uh, two goals with their netminder pulled to tie the game late in the third period. And then go on to win 4-3 to three in overtime with a goal from Drake Batherson, an absolute heartbreaker for the Swedes. Uh, but Gustafsson actually had a, a pretty good tournament overall, folks. Kind of odd to say, I know. 
Uh, but in his eight games, he recorded seven points, all of which were assists. He was very active offensively. Typical Gustafsson, of course, plays terribly for the Blackhawks and then goes and has a good showing for Team Sweden. Thanks for nothing, Eric. Uh, but Gustafsson, Reichel, and Kurashev all saw their world championships come to an end earlier today with losses in the quarterfinals. All right, there are some updates out of the 2022 IIHF World Championship. Coming up in just a minute, I still have to get into Blackhawks defenseman Jake McCabe's 2021-2022 season recap. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into segment three today. I still got to get into defenseman Jake McCabe's 2021-2022 season recap segment. McCabe will be the fourth Blackhawks player given a grade by none other than yours truly. The first three were Patrick Kane, Alex DeBrinkett, and Seth Jones. If you haven't listened to those episodes yet and you don't know what grades I gave those three players, be sure to go and do so after this episode wraps up here in just a few moments, and you'll get a full breakdown on each of those three seasons uh, and what grade that I felt they deserved. Also, be sure while you're at it, go and comment down below as to what grade you think Blackhawks defenseman Jake McCabe earned from his performance this season. But getting into McCabe here, uh, it was a bit of a roller coaster ride, to say the least, for him this year because after signing that four year deal in the offseason in free agency, uh, the hope was that he was going to be able to come in and help form a shutdown pairing on the back end for the Blackhawks, along with Connor Murphy, who was actually a former teammate of his going back to their days together with the United States Development Program. The hope was that McCabe was going to come in and help the defensive issues that have been plaguing this Blackhawks team for far too long. That was the type of defenseman that we were hoping to get and we're expecting to get because honestly, on a terrible Buffalo Sabres team, Jake McCabe was one of the bright spots for that squad over the past few seasons. He put up good analytics for the team being so terrible. He was a solid shutdown pairing guy. That's what we thought we were getting when the Blackhawks signed him last offseason. But right out of the gate, no way around it, McCabe really struggled. He struggled to get acclimated to the system that Jeremy Colleton was running, struggled to get adjusted to playing with Connor Murphy once again. Uh, and it, it just resulted in a lot of blunders and miscues early on in the year. And it was, I mean, certainly concerning for us fans to say the least. We were all like, uh, this is what we dished out $16 million for. Uh, it wasn't a good start out of McCabe, but as the year progressed, he he did start to get more comfortable and settled in on the back end. Overall, it's it still wasn't the type of season that I think anyone was hoping for, but he was undoubtedly better in the last couple months of the season as to as opposed to the first couple. And one thing to note, one thing I have seen mentioned by a couple of Blackhawks beat writers, I can't think of who exactly I saw it from or if it was in an article or on Twitter or something. I can't remember, but I definitely do recall seeing some sort of post or something about the Blackhawks being wary of McCabe getting off to a slow start, not only because he'd have to get settled in with his new team and the new system and everything, but he also was recovering from off-season knee surgery. So that apparently was something the Blackhawks were aware of as a possibility. McCabe 
getting off to a slow start out of the gate, and that's ultimately what ended up happening. But all in all, McCabe ended up playing in 75 games for the Blackhawks this season, while actually setting a lot of uh, career highs on the offensive side of things. Four goals, ties a career best, 18 assists uh, is a new career high, as is 22 points. Uh, So McCabe, as I mentioned earlier, I think he provided more offense than anyone could have expected. He, He never did anything of that sort in his time with Buffalo. Uh, And not to say that he was a strong offensive player. I think he has good offensive recognition in in the offensive zone. He makes good passes, keeps his head up and recognize where the play is developing and what he needs to do. The one area where I think he needs to get better at offensively is skating the puck through the neutral zone. And I know that's not a strength of his, and he's a defensive-minded defenseman. So that's not his bread and butter, but in today's NHL, so much of the game is about getting out of your own zone and generating with speed in transition and taking advantage of your opponent not getting back on defense. And the only one who could really capitalize on that uh, from the Blackhawks' blue line this season was Seth Jones. No other defenseman really had the ability to skate the puck up through the neutral zone and make something happen. So while McCabe did set a lot of career highs offensively, I do think that's one area where he still needs to work on. Um, but other than that, looking at some of his numbers, 33 penalty minutes actually is one of his better outputs in recent years. So he did a good job staying out of the box. 181 shots on goal also is a new career best for him. Uh, so again, he was effective in recognizing the play in the offensive zone. I think he's better than what most of us could have hoped for in that area. Uh, and then in, in terms of time on ice, McCabe averaged 20 minutes and 18 seconds. So kind of the role I I think that a lot of us thought he was going to play out. You know, I I expected him to be right around that 18 to 22 minute mark, second pairing defenseman, but is going to be on the ice a lot in defensive scenarios. So 20 minutes, I think is right about the role that most of us would have expected out of McCabe. Um, But the two areas from these numbers that I really wanted to talk about, sorry, I'm reorganizing some things randomly while I'm in the middle of a show. I don't know why that just happened. Um, but two areas where McCabe really excelled at this season were in terms of block shots and in hits. Both he set career highs by a large margin, 167 block shots this year. While that is telling of how much defense the Blackhawks played, it shows you that McCabe is a guy that's will, willing to sacrifice the body and, and put his body on the line for the greater good of his team. Those are things you want to see out of a defensive minded defenseman, new career best there. And 166 hits as well, which is by far the most of McCabe's career. And I feel like early on, when he came out, when he came into this locker room and saw the team around him, I think he recognized. I'm gonna guess that he recognized there wasn't a lot of size and physicality up and down the lineup. And with him having some of that, you know, uh, I think he felt that he had to step up in that department again with not a lot of physical players around him in the lineup. So good to see McCabe. Take advantage of the size and the weight that he has and throw it around this year. He threw out some mammoth hits over the course of the season. So good to see him really excel in those two areas. Um, but the areas where I thought McCabe struggled the most at this year, there were a couple. First, he had 60 giveaways in 75 games as opposed to only 18 takeaways. 
just too many giveaways, too many turnovers in the defensive zone. That was something that plagued him all year long. And a lot of them ended up in the back of his own net. And I think it's especially frustrating when it comes from a defensive minded defenseman who had been so good in that department on another poor team in the Buffalo Sabres. So to say that the team was bad was the reason for McCabe's struggles here this year. I don't think that's really fair because he's played for plenty of bad teams throughout his NHL career so far. Um, and, and those are the problems, again, being a defensive defenseman brought in to fix the defensive issues, he can't be part of them. I know he's coming off an injury and a new team, a new system, new defensive pairing, whatever it be, that I'm sure played a part in his struggles, um, but no way around it. He coughed the puck up way too much this season and it definitely hurt the Blackhawks as a team. The other areas where I thought McCabe struggled from uh, or struggled in was in terms of analytics. Jake had a 37.7 Corsi 4 percentage this season. And I know he was on the ice a lot, again, for one of the worst defensive teams in the league, one of the worst analytical teams in the league. I get that. When he compared to Seth Jones, whose season I just broke down a couple of days ago, Seth had a positive Corsi 4. And he was the NHL leader in ice time. And compare that to Jake's 37.7%. I mean, no way around it. Jake put up putrid analytics this season. He was also on the ice for 50 goals against, or 50 goals for to 105 goals against. He got doubled up in that department. So on the ice, he was guilty of too many turnovers stuck in the defensive zone for far too often because of it. And because of both of those things, he was on the ice for a lot of goals against. And that's the most disappointing part of Jake McCabe's season. He was supposed to be someone that comes in and helps fix the defense in those areas. And he just kind of added fuel to the fire. Uh, That's supposed to be his bread and butter, the defensive side of things. And it wasn't a very good year for him in, in those areas. The areas we needed Jake McCabe to be good at, he didn't excel in this season other than block shots and hits. Analytically, he was terrible. And it's not like it was a product of him playing with Connor Murphy. No, if you go and look at McCabe's analytics with Calvin DeHaan this year, go on natural stat trick. Go look at the defensive pairing analytics. This is something I've done many a times throughout the course of the year and now into the offseason as well. McCabe was bad with Calvin DeHaan. He was bad with Riley Stillman. He was bad in a small sample size with Seth Jones. Everyone he played with, They put up bad defensive numbers together. So all in all, um, while McCabe did set a bunch of career highs offensively and in terms of block shots and hits, the areas that we needed him to be be strong at, he just wasn't, and there's no way around it. His defense wasn't where we needed it to be this season. Uh, He didn't come in and help this team get better defensively. And again, I get that he was injured coming back from major knee surgery, but it was simply an ineffective season for Jake McCabe. So. Putting everything into consideration, uh, I'm going to give Jake McCabe a flat C for his efforts this season for the Chicago Blackhawks on defense. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Thursday, May 26th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Locked On Blackhawks wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe to Locked On Blackhawks on YouTube. Please, please, please do so, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Locked On NHL podcast 
for all the latest news, info, and updates from all the teams still alive in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email LockdownBlackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.